Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, how are you? I've been receiving really good feedback from this podcast from all of you. So I just wanted to take a second and say thank you. It's really good to hear that I'm kind of on the right track. Uh, My goal, as you know, is to help you to understand the things that are causing your inflammation and then present them in a way where you alone can impact and improve your own health. So if I'm helping you, I would love to know. So please leave me a review and uh, just let me know. So today we're going to be diving into self-sabotage. So this is really a mysterious and I would say complex topic, and hopefully I can do it justice. I personally, I think I can make some simple something that is often viewed with a lot of uh, confusion and frustration. So first, I want to define what self-sabotage is. So I feel that self-sabotage is the conscious or subconscious performing of actions that halt forward momentum towards a desired result. I also like to think of self-sabotage as kind of like this impassable void between your current state and where you desire to be. It looks like you can jump right over this void, but unfortunately, when you jump, that void just gets wider and wider and it kind of just makes impossible reaching the other side and I think an important thing to notice about self-sabotage is that it is an action if you were passively observing your life you could tangibly watch self-sabotage happen with either your actions or even your lack of actions And I also want you to take notice that self-sabotage, it is not a thought and it is not an emotion. Self-sabotage is instead fueled by thoughts and emotions that drive the action of self-sabotage. So this is a very important thing to notice. So I want to just say it really quick one more time. Self-sabotage is an action. It is not a thought or an emotion. The thoughts and emotions are going to be the things that are driving the action of self-sabotage. So what causes self-sabotage, right? So in simple terms, of course, self-sabotage is caused by a thought, but not just a random thought in passing, It is caused by believing a thought. When we believe thoughts, we create emotion, which drives action, right? This is kind of the basics of how our brain functions. So if we want to better understand and gain authority over self-sabotage, we need to focus our attention on what thoughts we are choosing to believe. So notice that we're not fixing self-sabotage 
with action, right? Because that won't work. It's not addressing the root of the problem, right? Because your thoughts are going to drive your actions. So these thoughts, I feel that drive self-sabotage, they can be grouped into three different categories. And all of these result in the action of self-sabotage. So I want to just dig into what these three groups of thought are. And I would venture to say that every single one of you have one of these thought groups happen to you each and every day. So this is my goal to bring this to your awareness so you can start to identify when these things are happening to you. So the first thought group that results in self-sabotage is believing the sales pitch from your primal brain of desire, okay? So it's believing the sales pitch of desire. So you operate from two different brains, essentially, right? So we have your primal brain, which is like your toddler brain, and you have your adult brain, which is your prefrontal cortex. And when you set a goal, you are operating from your adult brain. That's where you make decisions with intention and, excuse me, and with that future-focused style of thinking. But your primal brain's mission is to keep you safe and comfortable, right? So its job is to, the, the primal thing is to keep you alive. So of course it's trying to keep you safe and comfortable. So it's where the primal brain is that thoughts are generated from your past experiences because it's operating with a consistent goal of chasing pleasure, seeking efficiency, and avoiding pain. That's kind of the the triad of the primal brain, the goals of the primal brain is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So expend as little energy as possible. And because you have thoughts being generated from different areas of your brain, it can lead to this internal dialogue that almost appears to be in conflict to itself, right? This is like, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder, right? There just seems to be these voices of conflict inside of our own heads. And a lot of this has to do with thinking from different areas of your brain, right? Your adult brain, your prefrontal cortex, thinking ahead of time, right? It's thinking in the future and then your primal brain, which is trying to keep you safe and it's thinking from your past. So very different styles of thinking. So this is where you can desire the goal of losing 20 pounds, but strangely, the next desire that you have is to indulge in a cupcake. They just seem to be in conflict with each other, right? How can these two desires be coming from the same brain? And this must be because you hate yourself, right? (laughs) It must be because you never wanna see yourself succeed, right? No. That's wrong. Of course it's wrong. It's just because you're a human and you have a human brain that is just in conflict with itself. And nothing has gone wrong when your brain generates a thought like that cupcake sounds great right now, right? Nothing's gone wrong when your brain offers up to you thoughts that sound like that. Because of course cupcakes sound good. Because cupcakes are delicious, right? And of course your brain is going to generate thoughts like that. 
It has a primal goal to seek pleasure. And quite frankly, cupcakes are filled with pleasure, right? But the problem only arises when you believe this sales pitch of desire. When you hear the thought, that cupcake sounds really good right now, and you kind of passively and subconsciously adopt it as fact, suddenly you find yourself engaging in the action of eating the cupcake. It's almost like against your own will even. It was just this passive thought, oh wow, that sounds really good. And then it kind of led to the emotion or the energy of an urge. And then that urge resulted in you breaking off a little chunk because a chunk doesn't count. And then you're putting it in your mouth and it's almost like against your own will that you're eating this cupcake, right? And it can appear like self-sabotage because you're also holding belief in the thought it's time to lose 20 pounds. So you have this one thought that you're believing it's time to lose weight and you have this other thought that you're believing that cupcake sounds delicious, right? So it's this first thought pattern of self-sabotage is just that you're passively adopting this sales pitch from your primal brain as fact. You're not viewing the thought, that cupcake sounds good right now, as something that you have as an option of believing. You're kind of passively adopting it and passively adopting this sales pitch, which that's what it is. It's just a sales pitch from the primal brain as it tries to seek pleasure or avoid pain, or be efficient with calories. Okay, so that's the first thought group that I want you to begin to take notice of that can lead to this apparent self-sabotage type behaviors. So the second thought pattern that can result in self-sabotage is to subconsciously believe a set of rules that you have adopted in the past. So this set of rules can otherwise be known as a belief system. So let's kind of dig into what I mean by that. Okay, so as a child growing up, it is your brain's job to understand and make sense of the world around you. From the time you're born until the time you die, that is the job of your brain, to perceive the world around you, to understand, to make inferences, to, to gather information for you so that you can survive in the world, right? And through experience, your brain comes up with thoughts and perceptions, and these perceptions help you to make future projections. So... Maybe you grew up watching your mom's weight fluctuate all the time. So she would lose weight and then she'd gain it right back. And it was just this cycle of diet and weight loss and weight gain and just chaos, right? And as you watched this, your brain as a child may have offered up the thought, wow, keeping weight off is hard to better explain or to help you to better understand what was happening to your mom. And your brain loves to create rules because 
when it creates rules and it can kind of just like chunk different perceptions into different rules, then what it's doing is conserving energy. It's going to make it have to think less in the future. So she would lose the weight and put it back on and your brain's like, wow, keeping weight off is hard. And then as an adult, that thought that you believed as a kid now remains in the background. This is like a rule of life because you've never really shined a light on this thought and really questioned its truth. It's always just been passively believed as fact. So then as an adult, you just are passively believing that keeping weight off is hard. And because your brain, it loves to be right, all of our brains just love to be right, then it's going to be constantly finding evidence to prove itself correct since you've adopted that thought as a kid, right? So it's always going to be seeking evidence to prove to you that indeed keeping weight off is hard. So how can this thought pattern result in the action of self-sabotage? Well, it's because, of course, our thoughts create our actions. So if you have a rule in place from your childhood that keeping weight off is hard, and you've never inspected this rule to determine if it's something that you want to keep, your actions are always going to prove your thoughts true. That indeed, weight loss, keeping it off, is hard. Your actions will prove this time and time again. And this can result in actions like eating a cupcake. Because when you believe the thought keeping weight off is hard, it what energy is that going to generate? For me, when I think the thought keeping weight off is hard, I feel defeat ahead of time, right? And when I am operating from an energy of defeat, what am I going to do? I'm probably going to give in a little bit easier to the sales pitch of that cupcake sounds really good, right? Because subconsciously, my brain is trying to prove to itself, prove the fact that it's believed for 30, 40 years that keeping weight off is hard. Okay? I hope you're sticking with me. We're kind of going a little bit deep with this second thought pattern. But regardless, this is the second thought pattern of self-sabotage, that you are subconsciously believing a set of rules that you have adopted passively in your past. Okay, so we're going to keep on chugging along, all right? So the third thought pattern of self-sabotage is to subconsciously avoid discomfort. So your brain, it's going to offer up thoughts all the time, right? They're just, your your primal brain, your toddler brain is going to offer up thoughts with its goals of pleasure, avoiding pain, and seeking, um, expending the, as little energy as possible, right? So your brain's going to offer up thoughts like, this sucks, or this isn't worth it, or this is hard, trying to get you to right? Seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. So when you are in an experience of discomfort, this is what your brain is going to automatically offer up to you to get you out of discomfort. So this sucks is kind of one of these thoughts that 
I personally fall for very often because it's very easy to find evidence for its truth because often life does suck, right? It's hard. Life is hard. And when you subconsciously or passively believe the thought, this sucks, what are your actions going to be? What are the actions that you're going to take, right? Because chances are you're going to prove yourself true and make sure that life sucks. In this example, though, with eating a cupcake, so when you do eat that cupcake, this could actually be a way where your brain in one quick and easy action proves itself true in two different ways, okay? So the first is that it sucks, life sucks because you're not able to lose weight. So it's proving. This sucks. I can't lose weight. And the second thing, the second truth that you are proving yourself correct is that keeping weight off is hard. And your brain is not only winning by proving itself true in two different thought patterns, but it's also getting the reward of indulging in the pleasure of a cupcake. This is truly a win-win for your toddler brain. So in summary, I just want to go over the three groups of thought that result in self-sabotage. And they include believing the sales pitch of desire, subconsciously believing a set of rules that you've adopted passively in the past, and subconsciously avoiding discomfort. And I want you to notice that the unifying characteristic of self-sabotage is that your brain loves to keep these thoughts and action patterns in the subconscious space. Because if your thoughts remain subconscious, then of course, when you try to make behavior change from action, you're always going to be tapping into willpower. And we all know that willpower is limited right? Your brain, it loves to keep these thoughts subconscious because it's easy to stew in confusion and frustration if you just seem to be acting against your own will. So how can you change your behavior in a way that you gain authority over self-sabotage? And I think this is easy. It's not super easy in terms of you're going to actually have to do some work, but it's a lot easier to overcome this and gain authority over it than what you might already think. So the only thing that you're going to need to do is to bring to the conscious space many of these thoughts that you are believing subconsciously. So what this looks like is when your brain offers up a thought like that cupcake sounds freaking amazing, I want you to hear this thought instead of just passively adopting this thought as your own, okay? So it is optional to you. When your brain offers up this cupcake sounds freaking amazing, you don't have to adopt that as your own thought. You could just notice that this is a thought that your primal brain is generating. And then, only then, once you notice that this thought 
is not necessarily your thought. I want you to simply answer your toddler brain. You're going to talk back to your brain, maybe for the first time in your life, okay? You're going to say to your brain, when your brain is like that cupcake sounds freaking amazing, you are going to, in your parenting of your toddler brain, you're going to say, I know that you want that cupcake brain, but I don't, not right now. Or maybe when your toddler brain offers up the thought, this sucks, you are going to answer your brain. I know that you think this sucks, but this is exactly what I signed up for. And I know that we can do hard things. Notice this shift in energy when you answer your brain, right? There's this magic that happens when you hold space for your brain to be a toddler but you get to answer with love as an adult, as an adult would answer a child. There's magic there. And finally, there's even more magic when you parent your toddler brain by asking it questions, right? This is how you're going to uncover what your toddler brain may have you believing that you no longer want to believe. Because your adult brain, your prefrontal cortex, does not fully develop until later in life. So a lot of the projections and perceptions and understanding of the world that you have as a child, a lot of it is from more of that primal brain space with the goal of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and conserving energy. So that's why we really want to just observe and question some of these thoughts that we've chosen to believe as a child and consciously ask ourselves, is this something that we want to keep believing? So I want you to maybe incorporate simple questions like, is this true? Do I want to keep believing this? What's the upside to keeping this thought? Knowing that this thought is 100% optional, is this thought bringing me closer or further from who I want to be. These are questions that you can use to engage your adult brain to override your primal brain. This truly is how you can parent your brain in order to get results in your life that maybe in your past have been impossible. Because maybe in the past, it has been your primal brain that has been taking the lead, right? It's been driving the show. And instead, I want to ask you today to intentionally begin the process of parenting your primal brain, parenting your toddler brain, and just begin to gain authority with the direction that you want to take in your life. Because increasing awareness of these thought groups, they will help you to gain authority over self-sabotage because self-sabotage, it's not a real thing, okay? For many of you out there, right? Just like listen to that. Self-sabotage, it's not real. It's just evidence of a brain that needs a little parenting. And if you focus on these tools that I've given you, I promise that you're going to blow your own mind with what you can do, with what you can accomplish. 
And if you need to, I want you to listen to this episode again. And maybe for some of you three times, right? Because some of these concepts that I'm offering to you, they may be new and they may need to sink in a little bit. But ultimately, if overcoming and gaining authority over self-sabotage is something that you desire in your life, like I feel that it is definitely a valid and useful use of your time. Okay, so for everyone, that's all I have for you today. I want to encourage you to do this work. And if you need any additional guidance, please don't forget to book your free consult. And I look forward to talking to you next week. All right, bye everyone. Hey, if you're in the market for some personalized attention, I want to encourage you to head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free introductory consult. For those of you who are loving this information, please go ahead and leave me a review so that others can have easier access to this information. Or leave me a comment or a question that you have about one of these episodes or even an idea for a future episode. As always, thank you so much for your interest in reducing your inflammation and I'll talk to you soon.